Welcome to Insights. This is Paul Ellis, Managing Director of Ellis Wealth Management. Ellis Wealth Management is an independent, privately held investment company focused on planning, advice, coaching, and investment management. We are dedicated to the families we serve, and we encourage you to invest in what you love. Within Insights, we look at ways to make our world richer through focusing on, sharing, and developing human capital. All right. What a great day it is today. We have with us today uh, my friend, uh, Jay Donovan Smith. JD is is what we get at get to call him. Um, how are you doing today? I'm uh, doing great. Doing excellent, actually. Excellent. Excellent. L- listen, uh, I am so glad that you can join me today. Uh, we met, we met, it's, got, it's, it's moving on two, two years, I think. Is it two years? I think I met you in February of 2019. There, there we go. We are going to circle. We are just about going to circle a yep. a two year right. time period, and yep. uh, we met at the Muckleteo Chamber of Commerce uh, for breakfast. We have a breakfast meeting um, outside of COVID. We have a breakfast meeting, <laughs> and uh, I think it's the third Thursday of every month. And I had the pleasure of meeting you, and um, quickly introduced you to the executive director. And you have been just a a, a wonderful member, a fantastic uh, friend, and a inspiring entrepreneur. So I want to thank you for joining today. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been great. And, uh, you know, my time at the chamber uh, really started my process as an entrepreneur. So it's been wonderful. Well, you know, one of the things I find fascinating um, is I read your bio and we, we know people, and then we get a chance to actually read their bio, and we learn new things, right? So uh, you graduated from the prestigious Art Institute of Chicago. You've worked with the Edelman Public Relations Worldwide in Chicago, also with Eddie Bauer, the Pacific Market International in Seattle. You worked for 11 years at Chateau Saint Michel Wineries, right as a uh, mm-hmm. as a packaging manager, and then you start left to start your own business, um, and you've got 20, 20 years, two decades in visual communication, making business brands look their very best, and getting their visibility through uh, videography, graphic design, and photography. Uh, your work has also been published in books, magazines, and newspapers. So, that how, how did you how did you end up in Chicago? Were you born in Chicago? No, I was born in the Seattle area, um, but I was going to school at Edmonds Community College, and my graphic design instructor suggested I I go on with my graphic design uh, education and. Uh, I asked him, well, what are the four best schools in the United States? He gave me four, and I got accepted to Chicago. That's the start, and it was an experience, a great experience. 
Wow. So you packed your bags and you went to the Windy City. What kind of what kind of shock value did that have coming from <laughs> Seattle to to Chicago? It was a shock, Paul. It was a, it was amazing. Um, I didn't know how to handle it at first. Um, at that time, I had uh, a goatee, a mustache, and a little goatee, and I swear I could, I could just flick it and it would break off of my face. It was just insane cold when I got there. <laughs> uh, a whole different experience from, you know, my living in. Seattle, and I'd never moved out of uh, Seattle until I moved to Chicago. So it was a shock. <laughs> it was good. There's different types of cold, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely correct. So yeah. what? So you? So you're in Chicago. You're at the at this arts institute in in Chicago. And um, what did did you feel that you? That you had found your niche? Did you feel? Did it? Uh, how did it speak to you? Well, let me go back um, before Chicago. When I went to uh, Edmonds Community College, uh, I took an elective in design. Now, I had started in business management, uh, my college in business management. Um, and three quarters into it, I took the elective graphic design, and I just went, Oh my, this is, this is it. I, I love this. But my instructor was, uh, was a kind of a tough person and hard to kind of work with. And I didn't exactly know how to work with him at that point, but, um, he saw that students were coming up to me and asking me questions. Hmm. Um, and in the second, in the second quarter, he came up to me and asked me, Hey, do you want to work for me? And um, and I was I was shocked because we seemed to butt heads, but he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. So now going forward, when I went up to him and said, you know, four best schools in the U.S. and got accepted to Chicago. Um, when I got to Chicago, besides the shock factor of how cold it was, the architecture of Chicago was just something I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. And it was a heck of a lot bigger than Seattle. And there was just so much eye candy, so much to experience, the culture, um, just the, the people. I, I fell in love with that city. Absolutely. Was it the speed of the city or is it basically a potpourri of everything? I think it was a potpourri of everything. You know, that school, um, one of the things they require is that you take some form of history every single single semester. Mm. And, you know, the, from the very first day I stepped foot into Chicago, I was amazed and I wanted to learn as much as I could about the, about the city. So I took the history of Chicago, architecture of Chicago, um, painting of Chicago, you know, there was just so much to learn about that city that I fell in love with it. Um, But it's also a different type of city, something where I couldn't, I knew I I didn't, I coun't live there all my life. I didn't want to move there Mm -hmm. because there's 
there's the winter season and then there's the summer season and that's it. Mm-hmm. And you no know, mountains, you know, no skiing, hiking, so to speak. Um, and so I knew I had to come back to the to the Seattle area, but but everything that 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 city provided me um, was just incredible. There's a big difference when you come to the Pacific Northwest, right? When you're here in the Pacific Northwest, it it the topography, the geographical mm. region that it is. Um, if if you've been raised here you kind of long to be back here or somewhere pretty doggone close. Right. Right. It's a, it's kind of a strange feeling. I mean, I, how you felt about Chicago, I used to feel about New York. So Mm -hmm. when I would go to New York on business and things of that nature, I mean, the, the, the zip, the drive, the energy, um, it was really great. Right. And then you go back downtown Seattle. <laughs> right. And it and and it's like a scene from War of the Worlds or something. Nobody's there in comparison. Nobody. Right. Just, just right. doesn't compare, correct? Doesn't, doesn't compare. And I and I I remember one time leaving Chicago, I took a pic or uh, uh New York, I took a picture um of the skyline of New York and it's towering and then behind it it's flat. So it's like a it's like a Western movie set, right? Um, and then you fly into Seattle, and you've got these amazing mountains, these amazing mountains, and these little buildings, which you know is downtown Seattle. But it's just it was almost like a reverse <laughs> negative, if you will, right? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But Chicago has its own feel. It is. It's. It's got its own oh. vibe. Yes. And, and, you know, going back to that, you know, you always come back to, you know, where you started sometimes, but, um, I, uh, you know, I graduated from Chicago and I came home. I started to freelance, um, with an agency that uh, gave me these jobs at these different businesses and all that. But then I got a job in San Antonio, Texas. You know, I did that for a year and I came back to Seattle and then I went to, Eastern Washington and I came back to Seattle and I just realized I'm always coming back to Seattle. So I need to stay here. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's quite, that's quite a, that's quite a, a path, right? Um, Chicago, Seattle, Texas, Seattle, right. And then Eastern yep. Washington, uh, which is beautiful. It's a beautiful place, but it's just, it's just different. Right. And, uh, so Seattle's got a lot of, a lot of good things about it, uh, for sure. Um, again, you know, that, that, that's terrific. So you, you went to Chicago, you came Mm -hmm. back and you worked at Chateau St. Michel for, you know, uh, over a decade. Right. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, then you decided that you were going to step out on your own. You decided that you wanted to start your own business. Uh, share with me how, what influenced you to, to you know, put your own canoe in the water and uh, and and make a go of it. Well, it it wasn't easy. Uh, Saint Michelle Wine Estates at Chateau Saint Michel um, was a great company. It's a fascinating industry. Uh, 
wonderful people. I, I actually just really love the people. Um, so there's all these good, good things about it. Um, but there was always something in the back of my mind that said, you have more to offer than what I can offer Chateau St. Michel. And the last probably three or four years, I started to train myself in video in the evenings uh, because I'm just, I'm always swallowing up education. And video offers, it, it encompasses graphic design, it encompasses photography, um, but then also has music and sound design. And I went, oh my gosh, this is a full package modality of visual communication. Mm-hmm. So I started to train myself in that in the evenings. And I just got to the point where I thought that I could offer more and, and be able to meet people and companies and, and create something that I wasn't really doing at Chateau St. Michelle. And I talked to my wife about it and I said, you know, it's, this is something that I've been wanting to do for many, many years. Um, and she said, Hey, you know, you, I, I started my own business and you took care, took care of me financially. Let me do the same thing for you. And so I said, okay. And, uh, I talked to my boss and I, I literally, you know, I started to tear up because it was, you know, you become part of that family when you're in a business for that long and, mm-hmm. and you love the people and you love the, the company and the industry. It was very difficult. Um, but when I got past it, a uh, couple months into it, I just realized this was the, this was the right way, the right path. Um, but it, it, it it developed or it brought to me different challenges that I haven't experienced before. So that's, that's the, that's the thing that was exciting and scary, but, um, but, you know, I've only been in this, this for two and a half going on three years. Um, and there's challenges, but it's so rewarding to have my own business. You have to wear many hats, don't you? Absolutely. And the, the thing I'm finding out is, is that, you know, some fat, some hats don't fit. Some are too big. So you grab somebody that has a hat that you like that fits them well and you partner up with them, uh, because it's, it's something that you can't do yourself. You, you need to, you need to have people in your life that can, that can be a good fit to work with. That's an excellent point. That's a real excellent point that we need to we need to choose what we're going to say no to, right? I mean, we can't say yes to everything and we can't be everything, right? That's cool. uh, and we may like to do a lot of things, but that may or may not be the best use of our time, right? <laughs> yep. That's uh accounting hits you know, I, I thought that I was going to have to do everything myself from going out and networking, meeting people, giving, getting them excited about what I offer, uh, and then meeting with them to t- discuss it, pro- providing them estimates, uh, 
then doing the job, then invoicing, the accounting part of it. I mean, it's just, there's a lot. And there's sometimes where you just got to say, hey, um, I'm not as good as this person is. So let me hand this off to that person. And it makes things much smoother. It makes more the, the job more experience, um, exciting, it, for sure. Well, if you can stay in your stream, if you will, if you can stay in you know, the lane that gives you the greatest amount of joy and also allows you to bring the greatest amount of your ta- talents, then it, it's a wise thing to do, I think, is to you know partner with those who can do those other things where that's their talent. Right where that's where that's their their talent and their gift. Right, um, one of the mm-hmm. gifts that you have, you're a terrific listener. You really are. You're a terrific mm-hmm. listener, and I notice in networking how you connect with people and you draw them out. Um, is that a skill that you need in your in your business in regards to marketing? Absolutely. I, I feel that if you don't, if you don't listen to your client, if you, if you're going there with a the mindset of, I know what's best for you and you don't listen to what they need, you're going to miss the mark. But the thing that I found that I didn't realize is that when I started networking and started talking to all these people of these companies, whether it was a solopreneur or a a director or a manager in a bigger company, everybody is fascinating to me. Everybody's fascinating. And when I listen to their stories, I've just, I already, start to see a video in my mind. I start to hear music and, and oh my gosh, what could I, the sound that I can end of the video. Because everybody has something to share, a story to tell. And when you listen to the story, it's fascinating. And I didn't realize that early on, well, I'm, you know, two and a half, three years in my business, or for for the first year, I didn't really understand that um, because I'm always trying to think of, okay, what am I going to ask next? Um, you know, I listen to something that they say and I'm trying to an- ask, I want to ask another question, but I'm trying to l- let them finish it, but I'm not listening to them. I just, I realize it doesn't work. But when I'm 100% into listening to what they're saying, the conversation is just going to flow, but those people are fascinating, and that's what really drives the the creativity. Whether it's a video um, or a marketing design piece. So. Well, when they're trying to send a message to prospective clients or customers, right? They're trying to mm-hmm. share what's unique about them to, you know, those prospective customers, right? I mean, it's kind of and, – and you're able with fresh eyes and ears to 
interpret what they're sharing or even show them what really truly is unique about what they're they're offering that others mm-hmm. can then become excited about or have an interest in. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. You know, um, in the financial industry, I've always said that the industry does a really good job of taking care of the industry. It doesn't do a very good job of taking care of families and, and you know, clients, right? They're constantly mm-hmm. trying to tell people something rather than really try and listen to the needs and the concerns and the the challenges that this family or these people may have uh, that, that, that are trying to deal with, right? Um, or even if things are going well, there's a, there's a, there's a location, a destination that they want to go, right? And it, I think it's important to be able to listen because ultimately it's not about us, it's about them. We are in the service business trying to assist and serve, you know, the clients, customers, and families that we work with. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yep. It's hard to be a consultant if <laughs> if you're not listening, but there's 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 plenty of uh, there's plenty of marketing out there that is tone deaf. I I I've come to believe, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Well, you see, um, you can design something or produce a video that speaks to what it is you do, but the thing that I've found is that people connect to people. Yes. And when you show a, a viewer of this video who this person is and that they and what they do, they connect the viewer of that video connects to that that person. So I think it's a it's a it's a balance of showing what they offer but also showing who they are. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very important, I think. So not just not just the product, but the deliver and the deliverable. It's who is working with you on that deliverable, right? That's, yeah, they, they want to trust. I think trust is a is a big one. And when you when when I get a job to do a video for a client. I want to be able to show in the video that that this company, this person, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I also want to show the personality because that's what they're going to connect to is that emotion. So I see the person. I see their service. I see that they can take care of me. I want them. So that's the ultimate goal with every product is to is to connect emotionally and to show that these this company will take care of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, how have yeah. you been able to work in this current environment? That's a good question. <laughs> so when when we were when it first happened in March, um, we were locked down. It, it completely stopped my business because I couldn't go out and video um, my clients. Um, and then also, 
you know, the, their financial situation, they wanted to make sure that, you know, oh, money may not be coming in. And so we want to be very selective on what we do. At the same time, businesses needed to keep going and they needed to get their presence out there. So what happened during uh, the lockdown and, and now we're still kind of in a transition, I would, I would state. Um, and even, um, well, let me back up. Uh, I started doing video to where I would give people and businesses advice on how to video themselves and send those videos to me that I would then produce. Oh, that's creative. Yes. And uh, um, so one of my uh, clients is, uh, is in the uh, educational industry. And of course, high school um, and uh, middle school, we had graduation, graduation, and they couldn't experience that. So um, we said, okay, well, let's, let's talk about what we could do in place of a graduation. Mm-hmm. And it ended up that we had all the students send me um, video clips of them answering a question or talking about a certain experience. And I put that whole thing together, but I was able to go out and video distancing um, principals um, speaking their message, or they videoed themselves and they would send it to me. Um, and then we put it together and then we would send it out to all the families to show that, hey, we didn't get to have a graduation, but we created this for you. Um, it's the best that we can do during this time. And it turned out to be amazing. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful idea. Yeah, it took, it took uh, some brainstorming, but uh, it, it turned out very good. So. Well, that is great. Let's take a pause here just for a second, J.D. I've got something I need to take care of, and I'll be right back. All right. JD, thank you, thank you. Um, th- that was an <laughs> unscheduled uh, break. Um, one of the beauties of having a beast uh, like like we have in our family, a a, a furry family member, is that um, they provide a lot of love. And uh, the one of the challenges with a big, beautiful, uh, fairy family friend is they're very protective, and if anything seems to be going on. They quickly alert everyone um, to their concern, and so, <laughs> I don't know if you heard it in the background, but our German Shepherd was uh, uh, making sure that that uh, any bird that was outside recognized that this was her property and not theirs. <laughs> so, well, listen, you were sharing. It's a good life. It's a good life. It's a good life. So you were just sharing that you helped a school overcome a challenge that they had regarding graduation in this particular environment. 
that's an excellent idea. That's a very creative way uh, of of helping um, helping um, clients. Yeah, it was a it was a great experience, um, and the rewarding part for me, other than um, getting the project to do a video for the school, was it was so entertaining to listen to the responses of these students and what they were going to be putting into uh, into their this graduation video. So it was completely rewarding for me on that aspect. Well, that's that's great. That's great. And again, being creative, not only for someone else, but being creative in your own business in an environment that has thrown everyone curveballs, right? Mm-hmm. So that, yep. that's, that's really, really neat. Um, let me ask you this question. We're in an environment where people want everything today. And, you know, we're, we're, that's the time that we live in. We have instant food, instant you know, relatively instant uh, meals, right? Uh, any self-respecting Southerner is not interested in instant grits, as we know, but um, overall, you know, we're in a fast-paced society, right? A want-it-now type of state. And we tend to want financial freedom right now, right? We want to be mm-hmm. in our best uh, best at the craft that we're in right now. What are your thoughts about that? And what would you share with someone who is thinking of starting a, uh, an a entrepreneurial effort? Um, they certainly may have the receipts as far as the experience goes, but as you stated, it's a, it's a different world when you put your own canoe in the water, right? Um, mm-hmm. What would you share with those that are interested in taking a similar path? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would have to say uh, two things. Um, one, I I truly believe that networking is one of the best ways to learn how to grow your business uh, because we can't do it alone. Um, but the other thing is that, like you said, we're not going to be financially rich right off the bat, you know, first year in the business. Expect that it's going to be a slow process as you go, as you learn. Um, but I would say to, to set goals that are realistic but challenging and, you know, 10-year, five-year, year, quarterly, monthly, and possibly even weekly. Um, and those goals, when you achieve them, let's just say every week you have a list of things that you need to do, you're moving forward in your business. If you don't have goals, um, let's say, oh, yeah, I want to I make a certain amount um, this year, but you don't have any steps to get to that, you kind of kind of be going around in a circle and by the end of the year, you're going to felt let down because you may not have reached that goal. Mm-hmm. But when you set smaller goals that push you towards that bigger goal and you're 
you're achieving these smaller goals that gives you momentum and that 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 makes you feel like hey i'm accomplishing and it and it drives you even more to the point where like the way i'm feeling now and this goal process i'm going through for 2021 is i feel very optimistic and excited that i'm going to be doubling i'm going to be i'm going to be moving way much faster toward my goals than i did the pre- previous year so networking and goals i think are are huge in in the process for somebody starting out in their own business having having achievable goals that stretch you but not putting too much on your plate is that is that what i'm hearing uh, yes, I, I think, yeah, that, that is true. You don't want to overwhelm yourself to the point where you just, I can't do this and you, you give up. So you got to be measurable. Um, but you don't want to have goals that aren't, that don't push you forward. Mm-hmm. You got to have a little bit of a challenge in there. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, being uncomfortable, um, in your growth is going to happen, mm-hmm. but when you can when you can achieve these smaller goals, that monthly goal that that seems unreachable, unreachable, you can get there because of those smaller ones. And then, of course, working with people or networking, as you're saying, can lighten the load and and uh, be encouraging along the way. Yes, and and can be even supportive as a, as a friend you know i can i can be frustrated because you know something just doesn't seem to be working right you know and i can talk to somebody and they said i went through that exact same situation here's what i did mm-hmm. well if i wasn't networking and didn't re- uh, meet with that person i would have known and i prob- possibly would have stayed in that feeling failure state so i think people are very important in their journey Amen. I for 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 sure. I mean, we have an opportunity to learn. I mean, creative people sometimes don't feel the need to work with other people or they may feel that they'll figure it out themselves. But to mm-hmm. really flourish as a creative person, it's being around other like creative energetic people that actually Unleashes more of what's inside you and your capabilities. Would you? Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yep. And so, while yeah, a person, while a person may not need to go to college or university, or at least you hear that a lot. Well, I don't need to go. Um, while you may not need to go, the information, the contacts, um, the Opportunity to learn things that you didn't need to that you didn't know before uh, can really be important for you to be in Chicago. That helped launch you further. You could have stayed mm-hmm. in Seattle, but if you would have stayed, you probably wouldn't have grown as much as you have. Absolutely. Yep. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and so I think it's important. Many times people ask me, why, why should someone go to college or should, do they need to go? You don't need to go um, necessarily, but 
our world is one where we improve and and grow as we learn. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't I I would just caution people to make sure that the reason you're a person's choosing not to go to this institution or that institution um what's the real reason behind that? Is it that you don't feel that you need to learn to to learn because we are going to be learning for the rest of our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the chance that you took, it's very admirable that you would leave Seattle and move to Chicago. Um, that in itself opened up additional doors to you that you you may or may not have have had and that have certainly blessed other people. Because people who work with you, J.D., they are blessed. Well, thank you, sir. Oh, for yeah. you know, it's been it's been a pleasure working with you in the chamber. It's a pleasure working with you as a you know as a friend. Um, whether we're both working together for you know a local community event, and um, it's just a real honor and a pleasure to have they've had the opportunity to speak with you today. Is there anything that you're curious about um, today? Uh, and then the final question, is there anything that you would like to share that I haven't, I haven't asked or I haven't prompted? Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to ask questions that I believe, uh, people would love to know. Um, but there may be, I may have missed something. So is there anything that I should have asked that I didn't ask? And what are you curious about today? Well, uh, what I'm curious about today uh, is honestly people in the world. Um, that sounds kind of odd, but uh, I think people in general just have so much to offer. And I'm curious, like uh, when I travel internationally, I want to know about those people and the the their experiences and the food and their lifestyle and everything it's just i think it's very interesting that there's there's so much to experience and learn and getting away from our our little comfort area um and and growing by seeing what else is out there is what really drives me um, one thing that that I I just wanted to state about videography that I I truly enjoy is first of all when I when when I meet with a client and we talk about the message that they want to convey in this video uh, I start to to hear sounds I mentioned this earlier I I, I'm, I start to hear music. Um, and I start to get ideas of what visuals I could put into the video from what they're saying. But when I film, come, come home or come into my office and, and I start putting these videos elements together, video clips and images and all that, I start to see this timeline come to life. So I'll, I'll, put a, a, a second or two in and I'll, I'll watch that two seconds 
and I get excited because I can start to see something come to, come to life. Mm-hmm. And then I put five seconds in and, and it just starts growing and it comes to, and then I'll go back to the beginning and I'll, what kind of sounds can I put in this that adds to the visuals that the, the viewer is going, going to see to add more of a immersive experience. Um, so at the end of the video, when I've, when I've developed it to provide them the first proof, uh, it always pleases me that when I met with the client and I, I filmed, I had no idea how this was going to come together. And now here is a, a complete story with visuals and music and sound that touch on emotions and, and everything. It's very rewarding for, for what I provide, the value that I provide uh, businesses. It's a, a, a great joy for um, in my business and what I offer. Well, I can tell you that people who have worked with you um, are thrilled afterwards, right? And they, they've, they've come to me and they've said, wow, I am so glad that I've had the opportunity to meet JD uh, through the chamber. And the work that he has done has been absolutely fabulous. And they're proud of it. They're proud of their work. And uh it can't, can't say anything better than to have clients who are thrilled with your work. And my friend, you do great work. No, I appreciate that, Paul. If someone wants to get yeah. in touch with you um, to reach out to you and, and either have a home project, uh, like a family reunion or a graduation um, from from college or something along those lines, or a business owner that's interested in having a fresh look at their marketing campaign, how do they get in touch with you? You can uh, view my website at jdonovansmith.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn um, at jdonovansmith and uh, Facebook uh, at the same. Excellent. Excellent. So you can go to your website at jdonovansmith.com. You've got a Facebook presence as well. Um, And if you're in the Muckleteo area, right, um, he's JD's at the chamber. And uh, make sure you walk up and you you give him your card, okay? Well, JD, thank you so much for taking time with me today. Happy holidays to you and your lovely wife and the rest of your family. And I look forward to sitting down with you and going over my projects uh, with you soon. Thank you, Paul. The same to you. And uh, thank you for uh, having me on your show. Thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Paul Ellis reminding you to invest in what you love.